We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today, I want to introduce you to Jackie. Jackie is a new fast friend of mine. I had the absolute honor of having her along with me in my recent trip to Turkey. Um, initially as one of my guests and now as a friend. Um, Jackie is a fun, spirited woman that just is here to live life to the fullest. And I'm really, really excited to get to share a bit of her story and who she is with you guys. So Jackie, thank you for your time and sitting down and a lovely meal. She just made me dinner. Um, thanks Thank for being here. Thank you for here. coming. Thank <laughs> you for coming. Happy to. Anytime. I will drive for that. <laughs> um, so I have a list of questions I work through with all my sure. guests. They're all designed at getting to know you, your perspective, your view of the world. There's no wrong answers because it's you. So okay. um, answer as you feel comfortable and uh, we'll dive right in. Okay. All right. First one is, who do you define yourself as? Ooh. Um, wow, that's a tough question. <laughs> um... I would say a very open heart, open-hearted, open-minded person, just someone who is always trying to learn about things and other people, experience new things. I would define myself as someone who just tries to always keep an open mind and an open heart and to not be judgmental, for sure. I love that. And I got to see that firsthand and the way you interact with uh, another culture while we were away and just yeah. how you interact with others. That's, that's very true about you. Yeah. So it's, it's really important. Cool. It's important to live your life that way. I agree very Keeps much. Keeps you so. young. Keeps you young. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. <laughs> Our running joke with Jackie is she is much longer, younger than, uh, younger looking than she says she is. We're all convinced she's lying. But <laughs> next one's a little easier. Um, what is your favorite food? Ooh. Um, that's really, really tough question. <laughs> I love food, so I wouldn't say I have like a favorite food per se, but I can tell you that I can eat Mexican food at any given time of day for sure, and Italian food. Pasta, I would say, is probably something I gravitate towards. It's like a comfort food. So yeah, definitely pasta. I would say that's definitely my favorite. My friend Ed makes amazing pastas, Ooh. so. All right. Yeah, definitely pasta. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. I can understand that. Um, are you reading anything right now? I am. I am. I just finished a book um, called All the Light That You Cannot See. Um, and now I'm reading a book called Less, which is really interesting. Um, I also, I sometimes read books at the same time. So One of those people. I am. <laughs> so I finished um, Where the Crawdads Sing, which okay. I really resisted reading for a long time because everybody's been reading it and I just was like oh yeah, everyone's reading this book like it's probably really cheesy and basic and it was actually an amazing book so okay. I do recommend that book it made me cry on the plane home from Turkey really? <laughs> so I feel bad for the people around <laughs> me who are probably like looking over like what is wrong is this with her okay yeah it's like <laughs> sobbing hysterically but um <laughs> the new uh this book less that I'm reading is also um it really res it would have resonated with a younger me. Hmm. So I'm reading it now with this like very like interesting perspective. 
Um, but it's a really great book, so I recommend that one as well. That's cool. So yeah. borrow it off of you when you're done. I love then. books, so I can talk all day long about books. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. What would you say is your greatest fear? Ooh, uh, being homeless. Mm. Being homeless is. I always list that as one of my biggest fears. Um, well, while talking with my own therapist a couple years ago, she had asked me about like fears and homelessness, which ties into financial um, instability, is a huge, huge fear of mine. Um, and it's something that I'll always have to like work through. It's a, the homelessness is an irrational fear because I know if God forbid something happened, I'm sure I would have friends that I could sleep in their houses or their guest homes or, you know what I mean? But I think for me, it's just, I work with that population so much and I see how quickly you can go from having everything to having absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's a really scary reality for me. Yeah. So. And, and to be somebody who is working with individuals who do face something like that every yeah. day. It is, it makes that a more realistic or understood fear, maybe not more realistic, but more real to you yeah. because you're aware of its presence in the world. 100%, yeah. 100%, yeah. it's terrifying to me. Hmm. On the other side of that, what would you say that you value the most? Oh, wow, um, that's a loaded question. I, because there's so many things, you know, and I think I value loyalty. Um, and I value, I, for sure, loyalty. And I value people who are just really kind-hearted and open-minded. Mm -hmm. um, I think that kindness and empathy is something that we're lacking a lot in our society. And when you meet someone who is truly empathic or truly kind and genuine, it's such a breath of fresh air because you have so many people who say and do the right things to your face and then behind your back, it's like a different story or you just get the vibe from them that they're just not really genuine with you or they have their ulterior motives at hand. Like to meet someone who is genuine and truly kind is, I mean, it's something I just, when I see that, I, I cling to that as like a friend or I, I wanna be closer to something like that. So I value that mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's that's something that's we should nurture more. Yeah, I like yeah. how you pulled that out of just those that are kind and the desire to be around them and those that yeah. see others and, and, and the value in that. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to come by. Mm -hmm. It really is. People generally, when you're speaking with them, aren't listening or they have what in their thinking in their mind what they want to say or, you know, there's people who are only looking through their own lens mm -hmm. about their worldview and their worldview is the only worldview that's correct and it's you know very rare that you find someone who can just put on both both shoes you mm -hmm. know what I mean who can yeah put on the other shoe and understand where other people are coming from I think is extremely important and I value that in people mm -hmm. yeah you know. and it's cool because I think oftentimes when we value something it tends to be something that's prevalent in our lives because we're aware of it and so it is something that I, I would say I see in you, and I think that's cool that as, as a value of yours, you are putting that out into the world and choosing to do that. I appreciate that. I think that it, it's something that I try to foster in myself, um, especially because, you know, my training as a therapist has really taught me to, like, break down my own biases and my own perspective and to learn that just because I might not agree with something doesn't make me right and them wrong 
just means I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. So that's just my boundary and that's just something I have to honor. So I, I think it's important that I, I've been trying really hard to, in my, in the past six years since I graduated school, really focus on that and really make sure that's something that I foster in myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's, it's a really good thing to be aware of and I appreciate you sharing it with others here. So when was the last time you felt joy? Uh, I feel joy on some level, I think, every day. I try to. <laughs> so um, I think it's really important to. I think that, you know, especially as of lately, my father's dying of Alzheimer's. And I think I've really been able to see how important it is to each and every day um, really be mindful of the good things in your life and to find joy, even if it's something as stupid as like, you know, reading a good book <laughs> or, you know, locking eyes with a stranger in traffic, like what happened today. And some guy literally looked at me and was like, great lipstick across, like, <laughs> I was like, thanks. You know? I was like, thanks, that's great. Like, just, you know, finding like something positive with every single day, you know? Yeah. You but just, it's important. Yeah, and those are the people we need. So, man in traffic, if you're listening, keep I it know. up. <laughs> like, thanks, I'll wear that lipstick color. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, when was the last time you were afraid and why? Oh, wow. Um, I would say the last time that I was afraid was, oh, I had an incident over the pandemic with someone who... Um, Somebody I knew had um, a, like a mental health issue mm -hmm. and I wasn't prepared for it. And they came literally on my doorstep and I wasn't prepared for what I saw. Mm -hmm. uh, even though I'm in that line of work, I think when it's someone close to you or it was someone who was at one point close to you and to see that it was very unsettling. Mm -hmm. um, so I was fearful for that person. Mm -hmm. not fearful of my safety per se, mm -hmm. but more so of what was happening for that person mm -hmm. and knowing that I kind of felt a little bit stuck in the middle. So Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, when you're not expecting it, you're like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Would you say that there was a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something? For sure. I've had a couple of moments like that. Um, yes. I, in my life, I've been in two abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. um, the first one, I was in my early 20s. And I think that I didn't really understand the effects that that had on me. Um, and I got into another relationship that lasted a very long time, which was a good relationship. And then when I exited that relationship, I wound up in another very unhealthy, toxic, abusive relationship. And um, I think it took that second one for me to kind of take a step back and as easy as it is to play the victim and say, like, I just, you know, it's these men, it's these men. Well, no, like, there's something that's obviously attracting me to this type of person. So what is this saying about me? Like, I need to do some work here. Mm -hmm. And I went and got therapy, and I've been in therapy since. God bless therapy. <laughs> it made me go into that line of work myself, so I went to graduate school for that. 
um, but it taught me a lot about my childhood that I really didn't want to face, um, about my own family dynamics that I didn't want to look at. And, you know, it really changed my life in a lot of ways um, that I didn't really expect it to in the beginning, of course, seeking it. I, at the time, it was just an initial Band-Aid, I thought, mm -hmm. to just kind of deal with the sadness and the aftermath of an abusive relationship. And it wound up being something that really shined a light on all the things I really had to handle. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, it's amazing how, like in a good amazing and a sad amazing, how much therapy and caring for our mental health is becoming yeah. accepted now and how much it wasn't for so much of our parents' generation or even our generations in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, and how just that simple uh, ability to say like, let me process what happened as I was growing up yes. or why I'm making these decisions and, and how that allows us to set, take ownership over our role in that yeah. and, and, and how we can control. Like we do get to control who we end up in relationships with and how we, how we pursue that. So yeah, yeah, it's a scary, it's a scary and a lot to handle and, and to face things that we're like, I don't want to look at that, but you have to show so much courage and so much maturity and wisdom in you as a person to, to be able to do that, to want yeah. to do that. It's accountability, and I think like that is something that we, as we should all be looking for. You can't just blame other people. You have to look at your part in it. Even when it's something that is like, obviously there's situations that occur that mm -hmm. you have no control over, but you do have control over how you handle it mm -hmm. emotionally, how you process it. Mm -hmm. And I think for many years, I just kind of hid from the plain truth mm -hmm. and God bless therapy, you know? <laughs> I've seen it and in my own, with my own clients. Like it really, you can see people who've made leaps and bounds from the moment they step into my office to the moment they leave. Mm. Like, you know, they're just different people from the work that they do. Yeah. So. Yeah, we put work in in a physical gym right? and we get results. And right. we put work in in a mental gym and we get results. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really cool. It's neat that you get to be a part of helping other people with that in your work. I'm yeah. sure that's rewarding for sure but yeah. um all right so you've known me for a bit then we traveled yes. together um yes. had some memories together but uh <laughs> what is something you think you and I have in common oh I think we both have open hearts and open minds hmm. um I think we're both open to new experiences and I think that's the number one thing I noticed about you I was like oh I like her she's <laughs> down for whatever <laughs> So right back at you. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh, no, it's an honor to share that with you. And, and yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I do yeah. see that in you. I, I remember that right away. I was meeting you the first time we went to dinner and I was like, she's cool. I was like, we're going to get along just fine. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, what is something you were looking forward to? This might sound kind of weird because it's something <laughs> I battle with, but it's also something I'm excited about. But it is aging. Mm. It is. Um, it's getting older and getting more wisdom. Mm. And I think, you know, for every day that I wake up and I'm like, oh man, that looks different. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there's a part of me too that's also embracing that. I've grown so much with every year that passes. And I mean, I've gr I'm a completely different person in so many ways than the person I was at 33 mm -hmm. and I'm 43. So it's like, I'm excited to see what the next 10 years will bring, you know? And so much of my life has physically changed and 
just ever there's been so much change like what else is going to change like how else am I going to grow what else am I going to see what else am I going to do and I think that that's exciting yeah I'm looking forward to that that's really cool I feel like so many times people are like I just want to stay in this phase or I don't want to get old but oh to no embrace it it's hard I mean I would be lying if I didn't tell you as a woman in American culture getting older is not easy you know I mean there's all these pressures you're faced with to look a certain way and but I have to say, like, so far, so good. For every bad day I've had where I'm like, oh, I don't look 23 or I don't look 33 anymore. You I'm do. like, you know, well, <laughs> thank you. But, you know, I, I still feel like there's so much more than that about mm-hmm. all of us. And I do remind myself that. So I definitely yeah. keep telling myself that to worry about the superficial stuff is superficial correct (laughs) and there's just so much more to life and for every older woman I know Mm. that I do admire every single one of them is like oh girl it just gets better Mm. it just gets better as you get older Mm. and I believe them like I see it I don't think they're wrong right I love that and I love that because I think there are so yeah culture especially here um, and I think everywhere honestly to a degree yeah that we really women it's just there's this pressure to look to be to to not age, to yeah. not this, instead of embracing it. And I love that you're a voice saying, hey, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I I'm am. I'm embracing it. And I am. It's I, cool. I, I think it's important. And I think, like, I just remember many years ago, there was a French woman I knew at my job, and she was just super glamorous. Like, she would <laughs> wear, like, sunglasses at night. Like, very, like, super, super glamorous. She was very wealthy. But I just remember thinking, like, she just commanded this like presence do you know what I mean like as a young woman and at the time I was like 28 I felt intimidated by her presence I was like she's this like beautiful French woman and here's me this like 28 year old woman who just I just it was different and I think culturally like the French kind of have it right in that regard Mm -hmm. is that older women command more like respect in that way um like if you walk, if you see an older French woman walk in the room, the younger ones are going to be like, "Oh God," you know. Whereas in America, it's like it's not the same. No, it's cool. Yeah, their jewels yeah. are worn differently. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I really like that. Appreciate that. Yeah, I would say too. Like I definitely feel like my thirties have been the best that life has been. I think it's because we are we're more confident in who we are. We're more yeah. settled in who we are. We're we're just able to appreciate more of life too with a broader understanding so yeah yeah press into that I like it agreed um on the other end of that is there anything you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world today oh in the world at large oh my god (laughs) there's so much um uh yeah I mean I could go on and on about like the racism in this country and how absolutely horrible that is and how much that I mean that affects like entire entire lives for the rest of their lives I mean I, I mean I can't I, I, as, as a Caucasian female I can't even speak on that you know but I wish that wasn't an issue that our country actually I would say the world because it's not just in our country it's in other countries too to say it's just in America is completely naive it's all over mm-hmm. But um, that, I think, um, to see like a lot of the population that I work with, they are, um, you know, 
people of color living in poverty, struggling with mental illness, not getting the resources they need, lack of education, all of that just makes me completely insane. And the fact that there's other populations of people living in America with so much to give, with so much resources, and they won't, they won't share. And they don't see how that's their responsibility to share. And they think that, oh, you know, work hard, play hard. You know, if I can work hard, you can work hard. Not understanding intergenerational poverty and what that looks like and how that plays out in people's lives and what systemic racism looks like or what, you know, just socioeconomic like trauma, like all of that. It just all plays such a part and people who have privilege in this country, like I just wish that that would change. I wish there'd be more acceptance of people who are different, of different lifestyles, of different cultures. But yeah, no. I mean, I could talk until I'm blue in the face about that. But I, I could jump on that train with you. So. <laughs> unfortunately, no. unfortunately, it is. That's a reality, and I think our world would be a better place, obviously, if we all saw each other equally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sure. think it's our responsibility as individuals. I mean, you can't change it as a whole, but you can change yourself. Mm-hmm. That's where you know, as corny as that sounds, that's kind of where it starts. You have to start. You have to be what's that famous saying like you have to be the light that you the the example you want to see in the world yeah the change be the change you you have to be the change exactly absolutely yeah the ripple effect one person does change because it changes one person and it changes one person absolutely yeah for sure Hmm. what would you say makes you feel known and valued I don't know (laughs) um (laughs) I don't know I guess known and valued I guess I get told a lot that I am easy to talk to Mm. so that makes me feel kind of Mm. that's a good that's that's good to be valued for that like people feel comfortable speaking with me I've had a lot of you know clients tell me I've never told anyone this before so people clearly feel comfortable enough to tell me some of their deepest darkest secrets and knowing that I'm gonna hold a safe space for them to talk about some pretty ugly things without judgment Um, and I, I think that I appreciate that. That makes me feel honored to know that somebody feels comfortable talking about things that are serious and heavy for them. Mm-hmm. I don't mind them unloading that on me. Mm-hmm. I feel honored for that, to carry that. I think that's really beautiful. And yeah, to be able to say I'm, I'm valued because someone else feels that I value them. Yes, I, I see them. Yeah. And that's really, that's really an incredible thing. And it's a gift that you give that individual and to yourself. Yeah. I think, yeah, we open our eyes to someone else and theirs to us. It's, yeah, it's a really cool thing for For sure. sure. Hmm. Uh, So we are here in Philadelphia now, but uh, (laughs) where do you call home and what makes it home to you? Ah, yikes. Um, So that's funny. My parents had just sold the childhood home I grew up mm-hmm. in um, probably two, three years ago, two years ago. Um, and that always felt like home to me. Um, so this is the first time in my life, my adult life, that I don't have like a touchstone, like a place where I can be like, this mm-hmm. is my actual home. And I've lived in my house now for five years. Mm-hmm. And I love it here. Like this is my home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I would have to say, like, I mean, I grew up in North Wales, you know, Lansdale area, um, but I would say 
wherever my mom is kind of feels like home. Um, so I would say wherever she is is kind of where I feel like it's home. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. What is something you wish you didn't struggle with? I have insecurities that I wish I didn't struggle with. Like, I wish that I was more confident in making decisions and being like very decisive like this is the right decision like I mean how long did it take me to pick out that rug in Turkey it was like two hours right (laughs) that guy bless Ali he was like rolling and unrolling rugs for like ever because I was like I don't know about what about this one what about this one I feel like I always worry about not making the right decision Mm -hmm. that's a big thing for me Um, I wish I was more confident and I'm working on that to be more like decisive like boom this is what I want and that's it instead of being like well is that the right decision so I think that that is something I do struggle with um and of course naturally like body image issues I think every woman has her own body image issues I've come leaps and bounds from where I was in my 20s and 30s um but there's days there'll be days at least I'm not like where I was in my 20s and 30s like now I'll have just like a day or two I'm like oh like mm, shouldn't have worn that or oh, and I'm not comfortable in this or eh. but like no I think as a woman that's something you will always struggle with and have issues with but um, I hope with every passing year that gets less and less mm. so Amen. I can resonate with the indecisiveness on certain things it's funny I feel like big decisions it's like okay yeah sure mm-hmm. no problem like I'll go on that trip or I'll you know move here or do that but then it's like well, what should I wear today it's like oh right. good lord I don't know that's gonna take about three hours <laughs> right for me it's the bigger ones it's like buying this rug I was like oh my yeah. god Ugh. like it's, I'm when am I gonna be in Turkey again like you know I want to make sure I'm picking the right one you did so. it's beautiful I know it is beautiful <laughs> it is what is something you used to struggle with but don't anymore Again, I would say body image issues Mm. in a way worse way. Mm. I really used to be super, super, super self-conscious in a way that was just really unhealthy. Um, I had a lot of uh, situations, I would say like people in the past who would put me down a lot Mm. and make me feel less than. um, And that really stuck, like it really, really stuck with me for a long time. So overcoming that has been a huge win for me that's been a really hard battle to fight because I mean everywhere you look especially nowadays everything is so in your face um you know and, and again as I'm getting older like Botox fillers at lip injections all these things are just in your face constantly and I just don't feel the need or the pressure to do that and not because thankfully you think I look like I'm younger <laughs> but just because I wouldn't want to like yeah. I don't want to look like yeah. a fake version of me I'd rather look like an old me than a plastic version of myself and I find when women get that kind of work done it just looks so it's so obvious and it just looks Mm. more desperate than it looks good do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. no judgment like I everyone's got to do what makes them comfortable but I know for me it's not it wouldn't work for me you know no that's fair I I would say that's something I desperately struggled with though as a a younger woman it was definitely hard Mm. well one of the beauties of getting older then right (laughs) don't you stop caring (laughs) in a healthy way stop caring as much yeah what is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with trauma Hmm. without a doubt Hmm. I've done enough um 
counseling with that for other people and I've gone through my own that I feel like I am confident that I can help someone sit through someone's trauma with them because for whatever reason you know my own childhood you know with the chaos and dysfunction that I experienced as a kid like I know it feels normal for me to sit with someone else through their own if that makes sense I mean it doesn't feel uncomfortable for me it doesn't feel alien to hear some of the stories I've heard. It doesn't, I, you know, nothing surprises me. So I know that is something I'm very confident about helping someone through, mm. for sure. Yeah, it's like a, a really cool gift and a really sad one sometimes because it means multiple things. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's cool that you choose to use it in a positive way. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this one's a little fun, but <laughs> if, I were, if you were to have $10,000, two Hi. weeks you need to spend it, you can't give Ooh. it away, what are you doing with it? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, my practical mind is like pay off any debts that's lingering, like put it towards student loans, but <laughs> like that's not fun. It's um, not fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two weeks, $10,000. All right, I would travel. I would just have to travel. I would just tell my job, like, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta take some time. I would just go and travel. I wanna go see South America. I wanna go to Asia. I wanna go, I, def I definitely wanna go to Asia. I wanna go to Japan, but I wanna go see things. Like, you, you know, that's what life's about. You wanna see and try new things. So that's all I would be spending that money on. Mm -hmm. I would be taking people with me. I'd be like, <laughs> whoever wants to come. All right, sign so. me up, I'm in. <laughs> Is there anything you wish you could say to somebody you love, but maybe they're not in a place that they would receive it or hear it as you intend it? Uh. Don't tell me who, if so. Okay. Um, yes, there is. Um, there's someone that I wish... Yes, I wish that there's a particular person. She doesn't want to hear it now, but I wish she knew that the decisions that were made about her were made in her best interest and that she's very, very loved and that she was chosen and she wasn't a mistake. Hmm. That's beautiful. Well, I hope that their heart hears that at some point. Me too. I hope hmm. she does understand that someday. On the other end of that, is there anything that would be hard for you to hear about yourself from somebody you love? At this point, no. <laughs> I've heard all kinds of stuff. I had a lot of very honest um, friendships in my life, and I've also had a lot of really shitty relationships in my life, so there's nothing I feel, there's very few things that people can say at this point to me that would either A, surprise me, or B, offend me at this point. So I've been pretty broken in on that department. So it's a cool place so no. to be. Yeah, like I, you know, if you got some criticism, give it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> there's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah. What would you say makes you feel at peace? What makes me feel at peace? Being in nature, for sure, which is, I'm sure, a very cliched response, but Some being by water. cliche for a reason. Oh, being by water always makes me just completely relax. Um, and weirdly enough, I don't know if this is a weird thing to say, but... When I'm in yoga class, um, some people, you know, go through the motions, but it's, um, I feel really at peace in yoga class. That also feels very cliche, but <laughs> water and, and yoga definitely are very relaxing. I've been meditating a lot before bed at night, so that's been super helpful. That's also very, I mean, within five minutes I'm out usually sound asleep. That's cool. But guided meditation helps, but hmm. I don't know, peace, I think, 
being in nature, being in sacred places, whether it's a church, a synagogue, a temple, I mean, it doesn't matter. Being in a sacred space for some reason always makes me feel very peaceful too. It's really cool. So, yeah. Presence of something more. Yeah, exactly. To know that, you know, it's something bigger than us. I think that's always a very powerful, peaceful thing. So. Yeah, I would agree for sure. Would you say that life feels steady or uncertain for you right now? Um, it feels pretty steady. It feels pretty steady. Um, I think that the uncertainty comes from knowing maybe like what my next move would be. But um, as of right now, it's been very steady, very consistent. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Um, this is always my loaded question, but in a fun way. Uh, is there anything you wish you could say to the opposite sex that maybe they normally wouldn't receive coming from you as a woman? Whether it's a compliment, a criticism, a bit of advice or wisdom? Yes. I feel like, especially men today, they're, they're chasing the bigger, better deal. I think because we have that swipe mentality, men think that there's always going to be something bigger and better. Um, a prettier girl, a smarter girl, richer girl. Like... I think that they're not looking at the big picture. I think they're looking for something that doesn't exist. I think there's women too, and in, in, in their defense, there's women doing the same exact thing. But if I could say anything to both sexes, it would be just focus on the person themselves, which is, you know, don't focus, is he six feet tall? Mm -hmm. Or is she, you know how you like even like age is a thing like I've it's hard for me as a single 43 year old woman like finding that sweet spot of someone to date like to some 38 39 year old men I'm not old at all but to some they're they can't get past the fact that I'm over 40 you know mm -hmm. and I think I also don't want to date someone who's super older so I think getting caught up in details like that is kind of a shame for all of us, I think we should be focusing on how someone makes us feel versus what it might look like on paper, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's more about the, hopefully would be more about the connection yes, than, than the shell. Correct. Yeah. Like, oh, she's not as pretty as I wanted, but, you know, like, I think that there's that bigger, better deal. Everyone always thinks that the next best thing is going to be right at the next swipe, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely, for sure. Um, so I don't know how you feel about public speaking, but if you were to have a large audience before you and you were to leave them with a bit of advice, a life lesson, or mm. a bit of wisdom, what would you share? Um, to, not, to not get caught up in their assumptions about other people. I think the biggest lesson I learned in grad school while training to be a therapist I think the most life-changing lesson I learned in my life was them unraveling our our biases like every mm -hmm. uh, all of our prejudices all of the things that we are accustomed to thinking automatically it was literally like it just reversed all of that so everything that you held as like this is my bible truth I mean it was thrown in our face mm -hmm. So I think it was a lot of deprogramming. And I think that was my biggest lesson that I wish other people really understood. Like just because you think that this is right, 
doesn't mean someone else does and just because they don't doesn't make them wrong like if you think about it like half in a very simplistic way like half the problems of this world could be solved if people just understood just because you think this way doesn't mean that I should and just because I think this way doesn't make me right or wrong and it doesn't make you right or wrong it just means we have a very big difference of opinion and like nowadays especially with how polarized things are politically I literally have this person in my DMs on Instagram that I used to work with literally sends me loaded political meme after loaded political meme and it's clearly not in alignment with my values and beliefs i have yet to respond on a single one it's been like non-stop like hmm. a complete barrage of these ridiculous memes of like nuns and all of it's from like unreliable sources it's just terrible stuff and i refuse to respond because i'm like what good is that going to do mm -hmm. he is so convinced that he is right and my views are wrong like what is the point of even arguing that Mm -hmm. But I wish people like that would understand, like, you can, of course, state your beliefs, your values, you can have debates, have political, have arguments, that's fine. As long as you just respect that someone is going to have differences of values mm -hmm. and opinions, and that doesn't make them wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the biggest eye opener was, you know, especially with like a, the abortion issue in America, like, just because you think it's wrong doesn't mean other people are going to think it's wrong. Doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong, just... You have yours, vote accordingly. I have mine, I'll vote accordingly. Yeah. Should we be mudslinging across the neighborhood? Probably not, that's a little <laughs> ridiculous, you know? Yeah. But we've come to this place in our society where it's just so polarized, not saying that there aren't times where it's warranted, you know, where it's not warranted, but I just feel like I just wish people would understand that where they come from how they were raised, their education, that all creates their own lens that they look through. And their lens is very different from other people's lens. And unfortunately in this country, a lot of people don't have the same lens mm -hmm. that a minority has. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a minority group of people have a very privileged lens and the majority doesn't have that. So for every person sitting there, you know, with this I have a great college education and everyone else should too. And it's not that hard. You just apply for the financial aid. It's extremely hard. And all they would have to do is spend one month in a neighborhood or in a cultural, like culture that isn't similar to theirs to understand. It's a very different lens that those people are looking through. Mm -hmm. So. No, I think you bring up a lot of, a lot of very valid points that, you know, just, just being able to accept someone else's view listen yeah listening to other people just listening mm -hmm. learn something different mm -hmm. from where you come from mm. good yeah. and bad you yeah. know not to be afraid to learn something yes and accept something for someone else for who they are and not let it feel like it has to mean that you're accepting their acceptance of their belief absolutely. means it has to become you absolutely 100 mm percent. -hmm. yeah what is something you wish people knew about your culture however you would define that Oh, uh, wow. Um, um, well, I wish that people wouldn't just assume because of where I come from that I'm a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Like, I, um, great story. I had, a, I had a client just two weeks ago disclose that he had committed a very violent crime in his life. And he disclosed what it was. And 
five seconds earlier in the conversation, he had just told me how he doesn't disclose that information to too many people because he's afraid of being judged and people's assumptions. So he tells me about this violent crime. I don't react to it. And then after our, our interview, he turns and says to me, can I ask you something? And I said, sure. And he goes, did you ever think in a million years that someone like you would be sitting across the table from someone like me? And I asked, I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, you know, where you probably come from mm. and where I come from. And I said, how do you know where I come from? How do you know that I haven't, I don't have a family member or I don't have people in my own life who've committed violent crimes and aren't sitting in prison or aren't, you know, I mean, how, how you can't make that assumption. So mm -hmm. just as much as you're afraid of being judged, now you're judging me, you're making assumptions about me that may or may not be true. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that, you know, just because I'm, I'm a Caucasian female doesn't mean that I came from privilege or that I have tons of money mm. or that I'm, you know, super wealthy or I've got, you know, a trust fund waiting or I've got like, that I've had a handout my whole life. I've been working since I was 13 years old. I was never in a position to ask my parents for spending money in cash. I always had to have my own jobs. And I think that's pretty lucky, all things considered, you know, but I had girlfriends whose parents gave them credit cards. You know, I never had that privilege and they're not wrong and I'm not wrong. It's just, there's a difference. And I wish mm -hmm. that we weren't all lumped in that same category, mm -hmm. you know, but it is no. what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Someone isn't um, undeserving because we make an assumption and someone isn't deserving because we make an assumption either. Correct. Yeah. Get 100%. to know them. Just yes. listen. Right. Listening Just makes listen. a big difference. Yeah. What is something you love about your culture? Jeez. I don't know. I love St. Pat's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think there was always laughter in my family culture, I can say. Like my mm. grandmother always had really funny superstitions. I feel like there was always a lightheartedness about some things. Mm. Um, you know, I, I would say within my like, you know, my childhood, like my girlfriends I made in Catholic school, you know, I have to say like, I'm not, I'm a lapsed Catholic, I don't practice, but the girlfriends I made in Catholic school um, are still my girlfriends today. You know, we're all pretty close. And, you know, I think there's just something about that shared trauma of Catholic school <laughs> that bound us together. I don't know. Mm. But there's just a difference in just how we all viewed each other. I don't know if it's because we were small school. I don't know what it was, but the loyalties that were created from my girlfriends in high school, I mean, it's still pretty strong, which mm. is interesting. Yeah, it's really cool too. Yeah. It's a neat it's rare for people to stay friends, like genuinely like each other, hang out together, travel together, friends. Yeah. For that many years. Yeah. It's really it's neat. true. Hmm. Is there anything that you're not proud of about your culture? Um, yeah, I mean obviously my actual family culture, I, we were my family came over with William Penn and we're like deeded all of this land and Philadelphia, they were Quakers, but when you think back to that time, you know, it was, what, like 17, 16, 17 something um, in this country. And my dad would always say, you know, you should be proud, like your family helped found Philadelphia, like you are a true Philadelphian, you know, blah, blah, blah. But 
at the same time, you know, you think back on that culture, I mean, all of the things that were going on, the, the slavery and the things that they knew about and the women, the way they treated women, the way they treated people of color, I mean, the way they treated the natives, you know, the indigenous people of this country was just disgraceful. <laughs> so I think that's something to be kind of embarrassed about. But, you know, it is, you've got to take the good with the bad when it comes to your culture. And that's definitely something that is kind of shameful. Um, so you got to do the work now to make up for that. Yeah, no, <clears throat> absolutely, for sure. Do you feel like you know what your purpose is in life? I do now. I think I struggled for a really long time with that. But yes, I do. I do. Would you feel like you're living that out? Yes, I absolutely do now. That's cool. That's awesome. That's cool to see the confidence that you walk around in the world in because yeah. I feel like that is true about you in that way. Yeah. It's neat. It took me a while to get there, but I, I got there and I feel really good about it. So As you should. Um, I don't know if you do, but do you have any tattoos? And if so, do you have a favorite? I have no tattoos. No. Not a <laughs> single one. <laughs> I've never been able to commit to that. <laughs> the indecisiveness part. Yeah, I was always like, am I going to regret that? And I always see like, you know, beautiful tattoos. Like my, my friend Jackie has beautiful tattoos and I'm always like, wow, that's a really beautiful one. But I can't put that on my body for the rest of my life. I, I just, I, I couldn't do it because I would just worry about what if I get sick of it? What if I hate it? But yeah, yeah there's some permanency to that. Yeah, the permanency <laughs> of it scares me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what is something you've accomplished that you're really proud of? Um, wow. Okay. Um, getting through some of the relationships I've gotten through. Hmm and not allowing it to make my heart my heart hard. And it's mm -hmm. funny because I remember um, in that relationship I had in my 20s that was pretty abusive. I had to get um, two PFAs against this person. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being devastated by the whole thing. And my one girlfriend, Shannon, said something really I don't know why it always just stuck with me, but she always said, don't let this make your heart hard. And there was obviously a brief period of time where it did. Like I got really bitter and jaded and, you know, I always think back to that. Like it's not in my nature to be that way. I do have an open heart, so I wasn't gonna let someone else take that from me. Hmm. Um, so it's interesting, like I am proud of overcoming that and not allowing it to make me jaded and bitter and yeah am I a little bit more guarded and protected in some ways for sure I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing but am I open yes I'm still open yeah yeah so no I think that's like there's a lot that gets taken from us when we go through um yeah I guess abuse at the hand of somebody else and I think yeah the one thing that we choose to say no matter what happens you don't get that is our choice to say you're not yeah. going to squash my love or my joy or my heart for what's coming and I'm not going to I'm going to choose to not view the rest of the world through that yeah. lens because I can right and it's hard and it does for sure. create guardedness and I think to a degree sure. sometimes that's good but yeah. yeah it's okay to be guarded but it's not okay to be shut off hmm. And I think that there were times in my life where I found myself creeping into that shutting off stage and 
it was always a reminder that kind of brought me back. And again, I think going to therapy really helped me understand a lot more about my childhood and the yeah. situations I found myself in as a young woman. And it made sense. So it helped make it easier to mm -hmm. keep my heart open. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad you did. And I'm glad I get to see this version yes. of you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate so much your time, everything you've Thank shared, you. uh, the impact I know uh, your story and you have Aww. on the rest of the world. And um, But is there anything else you want others to know about who you are or what matters to you? Um, no, just, I again, I just think it's important for people just to be open, to keep an open mind and an open heart and to not be so quick to judge. And put themselves in situations that may feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. to maybe grow a little bit, go to different places, eat different food, have different types of friends, <laughs> go to different parts of the area that you live in. Just constantly keep yourself growing and moving and changing and thinking. That's important. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. I mean, I don't want to be an 80-year-old woman <laughs> just rocking away watching TV. I want to be out seeing the world until the very day I take my last breath I hope that I am learning something new hmm. well, may you keep learning keep living and yes. keep sharing the the beautiful human that you are with Yay. others I just thank <laughs> you so much this is no it's a treat I, I know meeting you was uh, you see right away in people and you go there's there's a lot in this person that I know the rest of the world needs to hear Aww. and get to be benefited from so thank you so much for your time thank you thank you this was fun Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.